Hello, everybody. Mel LaFera here. How's everyone holding up out there? For me, it's been an interesting mixture of rushing around with everything, paired with some downtime, too. It's a... Um, it's an interesting feeling, <laughs> and I'm sure I'm not alone here. Now, given the current state of the world and the impactful quality that this week holds, I wanted to make my weekly Patreon forecast available for all to listen. And I talk a bit about the virus pandemic and relate it to this upcoming week and plan to do so for however long we are affected by these events. Now, if you find value in this broadcast, please consider signing up for future forecasts, which start at just $5 per month and can be accessed at patreon.com backslash energetic principles. Now, in other uh, and educational news, in lieu of the virus pandemic, I have canceled what was meant to be a local course here in San Diego uh, and have moved it to the World Wide Web. Now, I know there are a few of you that have been looking to learn from me uh, for quite some time now, and what better time to do that than when we are all in some state of quarantine? So starting on April 2nd, my Astrology Basics 101 course, Learning from the Ground Up, will run for four consecutive weeks in April and will be focused on, uh, you know, building a solid astrological foundation. Now, the price of the course is $200 for the whole session, and we will be meeting for two and a half hour live ses sessions each Thursday, uh, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific. Now, if those times do not work on your end, you can always watch the replay of the live class and can ask whatever questions you like for added clarification. In addition, there will also be pre-recorded content, handouts, and quizzes to help your learning process. Now, if anyone has questions, feel free to reach out. I'm so excited to finally be offering this course, and I think it's very apropos that the, the Spirit has guided me to do so online, especially in these times. So I hope that you're excited about this too. Now, you can find out more via my course page at learningthestars.com or through my homepage of energeticprinciples.com. And do note that all the URLs that I have provided uh, in, in that so far are in the details portion of wherever you are listening to this broadcast to make it nice and easy on clicking wherever you want to go. And let's not forget that sharing is caring. So if you know of anyone who is looking to learn, please spread the good word. Okay, my friends, I now present to you this week's broadcast. My dear patrons, and welcome to this edition of the Energetic Principles Weekly Forecast for the week of March 16th through March 22nd, 2020. Now, the goal of this program is to help guide and prepare you for the utmost awareness of the energy in the moment. For if you use the energy consciously, it has a better chance of working for you. We'll kick off the show with a weekly astro report, along with a few tarot polls and our animal ambassador of the week. And since a few people have reached out and wanting to hear more about the coronavirus in relation to the planets, I will supplement that information as our Ask Mel segment this week. So you'll find that I have peppered in information surrounding the outbreak within this week's forecast, and we'll give a little word of advice at the end. 
So before we get started here, please remember, take what resonates and leave the rest, because only you know you best. All right, let's get down to this week's Astro Report. Our lunar lady starts out the week continuing along in her waning cycle and in the last degrees of Sagittarius as we experience our last quarter moon position in the wee hours of Monday morning. She will then promptly move into the industrious earth of Capricorn mid-Monday morning and where she will reside until lightening into the fixed airs of Aquarius on Wednesday evening. She glides through this community zone until submerging herself into Pisces on Saturday morning, and where she will continue to darken her light in this zone, making for a very introspective weekend. So just a quick heads up, all time approximations are for North America. So if you live in Europe, at about eight hours, and if you are in Australia or the East, at about 17 hours, or basically the following day. And keep in mind that timing isn't always precise, as astrological transits, otherwise known as the connections that planets make to one another, have varied emphasis as they apply and separate. So it's quite possible to feel the energy sooner or later than the exact moment of contact. Well, my friends, we have um, (laughs) quite the week before us, let's just say that. And I'm sure everyone is feeling that in the world right now because, you know, I don't need the planets to tell you how um, impressive (laughs) the world is at this point. And that is a loaded word, I guess is what I'm saying. But this week, we have the sun making a sextile to Saturn and then ingressing into Aries in what is known as our zodiacal new year and the equinox. We have Mercury ingressing back into Pisces uh, and will go on to trine the north node and make that third sextile to Uranus. We also have Venus, who's sextiling Neptune. Uh, And some big, big news is that Mars is making a conjunction with Jupiter and Pluto this week, while Saturn is also ingressing into Aquarius, which is a big shift. And then if that wasn't enough, we have Uranus making a sextile to the North Node too. So we have these shifts, we have destiny at play, we have so much going on. So let us waste no time and dive right in. Now, on Monday, we start out the week with our last quarter moon in Sagittarius, but she'll promptly move to Capricorn around 9 a.m., 9.25 a.m. Pacific time here. Uh, And along the way, she's going to square the sun, which is our last quarter moon position, sextile Mercury, trine Uranus, and then square Chiron. I'm just kind of throwing Chiron in this week just because of all our virus action. Um, But also on Monday, we have Mercury ingressing back into Pisces, which will happen at 12.42 a.m. while we are sleeping here. Um, So here we have, you know, we're back to having our heads under the emotional waters as the messenger makes its second ingress into Pisces territory. Now, we clearly see the theme that news of the pandemic will be tied up in this cycle, especially once Mercury finally makes its conjunction with Neptune on April 3rd. I think that will be a big um, uh, info day around this whole pandemic. Uh, Because Pisces, Neptune, and Mercury are all, you know, they all indicate underlying and undetectable transmissions. So I think the virus will reign through this whole news cycle, so to speak. 
Now, we have this benefit of already being through these ebbs and flows of feelings that have been emanating from the soul since Mercury went through its retrograde phase and also apparently the virus incubation phase. And now we can more easily communicate what is going through or, you know, you know, coming through because we've already been through this space or align our perceptions to, you know, a lot of intuitive conclusions that are coming in. Uh, Because part of this, I think, is going to give us a lot of time to ourselves (laughs) to kind of, um, you know, when you have time to yourself, things just start to come because we are more open there. Uh, So since we all, you know, have that social downtime than usual, use this period to imagineer where you'd like to see your life headed next. Foster your creativity to help build the form you seek. Spend time in meditation, honing in on your ideal picture, yet with the room to flow with and receive what may not be in your control. Uh, Because our mental space is being prepped for the new beginnings that lie ahead. And so Mercury will be moving quite fast and will be in Pisces only until April 10th, uh, which will seem still like a long time. Um, but the bottom line for Monday is, is that we wake, you know, we may wake up with a little emotional intensity as we experience that last quarter moon position in Sagittarius while we sleep. So if something feels a little off, you know, um, especially when you wake up, know that it will sort itself out as we go on through the day. Now, this is likely to be a bit of a busy day as the moon flows with messenger Mercury and that high energy of Uranus. And so I think we will hear innovations around new measures in the virus as Luna contacts Mercury, that's now in Pisces, right? Uh, and Uranus and Chiron. And Chiron seem to have been stimulating uh, some of the panic uh, that was going on. And so we may feel a bit kind of somber uh, with the moon moving through Capricorn. So be aware of that, especially in the first part of the week. Uh, so take care of, you know, what business you can, but also don't push yourself too hard or get too critical about, uh, you know, what you can do at this time. Now, on Tuesday, the moon is still in Capricorn, and she'll make a trine to Venus and then a sextile to Neptune. And so the bottom line for Tuesday is, is that the first part of the day has kind of an earthy sweetness to it as the moon trines into Venus and Taurus. So we are likely feeling pretty good and grounded. Um, And we may float through this day more than we would normally with Capricorn energy, as the sextile to Neptune is playing into the dissipating forces uh, that are underway. And, you know, a lot of us have downtime. So, um, you know, it's it's an interesting cycle, especially at the, the darker part of the moon. But there is a productive flow of practical creativity today, which may help with grounding financial and or artistic considerations. So be receptive to what comes in on Tuesday. Now, the nighttime may start to bubble up some intensity as we intuit big changes that are underway. So feel around what is coming through, but don't go to the dark side, even though that may be attempt, you know, tempting with that Capricorn moon, um, especially since it's headed to some tense <laughs> aspects here, which brings us to Wednesday. In uh, Wednesday, we still have the moon in Capricorn, but she will move to Aquarius about quarter after 6 p.m. here, Pacific time. But along the way, she's going to make some heavy conjunctions. She's going to conjunct Mars, Jupiter, and Pluto, all why we probably are sleeping or just waking here in the U.S., Uh, but then go on to sextile the sun uh, and then conjunct Saturn. And so the bottom line for Wednesday is, uh, you know, 
it's kind of what a day, you know, it's a, it's a day. <laughs> and chances are a lot may actually happen internally while we sleep. So be aware of any dreams that you wake from as they may be heavy yet important to what is shifting within at this time. And the moon hits that dense reality of the Capricorn planets and then conjuncts an anoretic Saturn, you know, degree at the 29th degree of Capricorn right before it moves into Aquarius. So you can guarantee that there is a strong dynamic to this day. And there might be a strong heaviness, especially in the first part. Now, the night also has a lot of catalytic energy to it, too, because the moon moves from a conjunction to Saturn, you know, the kind of that heavy, like, long-term consideration, like, oh my gosh, where is this all going, to a square with Uranus. So you can expect some disruption in the emotional space, or you may be deciding where you actually are going to shake things up in the outer world, or maybe where you need to based on current considerations. And so this is the day along really with Tuesday night, you know, Tuesday night prior, basically Tuesday night through Wednesday, you know, we're going to see a lot of active activations of the conjunctions with Mars and Capricorn that are, that I mentioned earlier in the briefing, uh, begin to take place. So really play close, close attention, um, uh, during this time, because I think that there's, there's just things, there's things seeding we need to be aware So that brings us to Thursday. And so we have the moon in Aquarius, and she will square Uranus uh, in the middle of the night here on the Pacific coast while we sleep. Um, But there's a lot going on on Thursday, even if the moon is not making as many aspects. Because we have Uranus sextiling the north node, or, you know, kind of flowing with the nodes. We also have the sun making a sextile to Saturn this day at the anoretic last degrees of signs. And then we have our sun... uh, uh, ingress into Aries um, around 8.49 p.m. in what is known as our equinox. Uh, so there's a lot going on to Thursday, even if the moon is kind of in a different place. So let's start with that Uranus sextile to the north node. And so we've had a few destiny-enhancing nodal contacts lately, if, if you haven't uh, been able to tell. Um, and here we have two more taking place this week. Now, first, we have Uranus and Taurus flowing into the Cancer Capricorn nodal placements, and where we have the opportunity to release and liberate our stuck patterns of being in a direct flow, uh, you know, because we're in this direct flow with the South Node, and I like to call that the Celestial Drano. So if we can just flow that in, and flush that down uh, or bury that deep um, in a good way, not a way that we remember it, but we let it go, (laughs) you know. Um, We also have that opportunistic sextile forming with the North Node. So if we can let that go, then we have the opportunity with this North Node where we can put effort into innovating and leveling up our lives into the next version of stability that we see for ourselves. And that stability can be very much shaken at this time, given what is going on in the world. So, you know, it has many forms of manifestation of what that can actually mean for us. Um, And it might be on varying levels, uh, depending on how your life is impacted right now. Now, this is likely to come through uh, as a period of enlightenment, and sometimes that is arranged through forces and events that pop up from seemingly nowhere, like this pandemic, you know, and that is not always a bad thing. You know, we don't want the pandemic, but we, we want the enlightenment that comes through such things, and sometimes, you know, something fantastic can actually come out of the blue that has nothing to do with the pandemic, you know, <laughs> so we still are open to surprises that are not involved in, you know, global 
healthcare and sickness. Um, but if we do get fantastic, uh, you know, out of the blue surprises that come in, we still have to rearrange our lives accordingly to accommodate the new. And that's where that uranium component can come in too. So add a bit of flexibility to this week and you'll be in a good space to shake things up and bring in new life. Now, here we also have the Sun sextile Saturn, and so uh, and then moving into Aries. So there, you know, we kind of have this back-to-back um, thing going on here. Now, the Sun uh, is our life force; it's our vitality; it's where we become aware, right? I'm sure that's helping Uranus be aware and awake too. Um, but it, there's always a turning of the page when the Sun makes a connection, and here we have an opportunistic connection where there's a door being opened, and we can work with this energy with a little effort. And where are we working with? Well, that's Saturn. And that Saturn is about, you know, taking responsibility, making commitments, uh, you know, being aware of our commitments, um, what the fo- our foundations look like, uh, how we need to consolidate and think about the long term, which I know is definitely on people's minds right now. Um, and so we are going to be very aware of structure um, and organizing our lives. And so now right before the sun turns over into the zodiacal new year, the sun in Pisces meets Saturn in Capricorn at this anoretic degree I keep talking about, or what is known as a tested degree. Uh, And in both signs, you know, we're getting kind of two tests. And so this could be a stressful day in some respects as any planet at a final degree gets a little, you know, kind of hot under the collar as we are Uh, you know, being tested on what we've learned during the time period that that planet has traveled in the sign. So on one side, we have a 30-day test with the sun at the end of Pisces. And on the other side, we have a two and a half year test um, with Saturn at the last degree of Capricorn. Um, Now, those two are coming together for a final release and a simultaneous push into a fresh new zone. And so I think this is a time where if we have listened to our intuition and the guiding of the soul, as will, you know, we will be given a solid opportunity to build upon new foundations that are currently being laid down. Now, this is also a time where if we need to let go of any aspect of our lives uh, and enforce new boundaries, which boundaries are very apparent right now in the world, we have the awareness and flow to do so. And we can move on in many respects now that we are merging with a new and more practical approach. And this could be a time where we hear of more virus regulations or perhaps even the potential of some some of those lifting. But I guarantee we are going to hear something government-related into the structural approach of this virus epidemic. Now, after that happens, we have the sun ingressing into Aries at 8.49 p.m. Pacific time. So not long after the sun connects with Saturn, we are then thrust into Aries season and the equinox. And this is our pivot point of equal day and equal night, no matter what hemisphere you live in. And where the day begins to overtake the night here in the northern hemisphere, you know, right? We More light is approaching and the start of spring is officially here. Now, this is a loaded Aries season, which you will have already heard if you listen to my most recent podcast episode with Jack that released a few days ago uh, as a pre-launch. Now, if not, take a listen to get the full scoop because we talk all about it. Uh, Now, this season where we will, you know— We'll all become more aware of the self, right? It is airy season and where we are needing courage to embark upon new endeavors and approaches to life. 
And it's our yearly growth spurt where we shoot up out of the ground and are ready to reach up towards the light like a little sapling, which can require courage and extra energy to make the, you know, the most fruitful burst that we can. Now, patience may be challenged, though, as Aries energy can get a bit impatient and irritable at times. So embody the courage and self-awareness this placement can bring, but temper it with the I want it done yesterday vibe that may be floating around, um, especially given our current situation. Now, regardless, we are officially in new territory and at the precipice of a fresh 12-month zodiacal cycle. Now, the sun is going to be in Aries until April 19th. Which is interesting because that's around the time they talk about lifting the ban or lifting the <laughs> the uh, the virus quarantine. Um, so we'll see if we can wait all that long with uh, Aquarius or with Aries energy at play. All right. So the bottom line for Thursday, what a Thursday, um, is that we may just wake up as if we feel like we are a new person as that energy lifts a bit and we have just gone through a breakthrough of some sorts. Because keep in mind, the moon is going to square Uranus from Aquarius uh, in, while we sleep. So we could have kind of that maybe a dream, you know, pay attention to any dreams on this day because um, they may be somewhat jarring because Uranus-oriented dreams can bring that. If you bring, you know, dream earthquakes or, you know, some sort of like disruption in your sleep um, or not feeling like you can't sleep too because that that's sometimes is a wrap arises too with some sort of anxiety um, that kind of jars us. So just pay attention there. Now, this may feel like a socially awkward day a little too, uh, as we feel the disruptions of the Uranian energy at play. Well, the moon is also approaching a tense connection with Venus that will happen in the middle of tomorrow, you know, the next morning. So if you need a little space, be sure to take it. Because sometimes with the Aquarius moon, we just need to detach. We need a little space. Um, because when we're detached enough, we may want to, um, you know, if we can pull back and have that space for ourselves, then it might leave uh, that uh, space to then connect with others and to air things out. Especially if we went through a few days of cabin fever, you know, because it's Thursday now. And depending on if everyone's at home and, you know, hold up. We may need some fresh air, and that, that's a good thing. Um, and we are feeling into the future, and the shifting dynamic of the equinox uh, is going to make this a very pivotal day in many regards. So it might, there, there could be different levels of action going on, uh, maybe not as active as the day prior, but shifty, shifty, I guess is what I'm saying. Now, on Friday, we still have the moon in Aquarius, and she'll square Venus, like I was saying, uh, very early in the morning uh, while we are all sleeping. Now, of significant note on Friday is that Mars makes its conjunction to Jupiter. Um, and because Mars is also going to make a conjunction to Pluto just a couple days later on Sunday, I am going to put these two segments together um, and what Mars is doing here. So, you know, Mars, Mars is our action energy. It is where we are motivated. It's where we drive this bus forward. It's also where, you know, we might become aggressive or irritable in some way, or there can be accidents at play. Um, you know, we, it's, it has an assertiveness. It's a go get em. It's a, you know, it's a masculine energy. And it is known as our lesser malefic. So, you know, there is always... Ah, you know, it's a little jagged around the edges there, (laughs) that Mars. Um, Now, 
These are new cycles, though. This is conjunctions. These energies are merging. They're becoming one. Um, and so there is a fusion taking place. And so on one hand, we have our action energy that is fusing with Jupiter. And Jupiter is here to move us beyond. It wants us to grow, uh, you know, uh, and expand uh, who we are as people. And so the story moves forward. But then we also have this fusing with Pluto, and Pluto is all about transforming energy, you know, with situations that are causing great change. And we know, we know that this is currently underway. We feel it. It's everywhere around us right now, and it's actually really hard to get a, a hold on. And so Mars is really driving this agenda forward even more. And so, you know, there's a purification energy, and deep instinctual material may come up. And some of us, uh, probably a lot of us, are going to be sent down this rabbit hole um, of where this is all headed. So here I'm going to cover both conjunctions in one spot. Yet be aware that Mars-Jupiter, like I said, is happening on Friday the 20th, and Mars-Pluto is happening on Sunday the 22nd. Yet because Mars is a slow mover, we will be feeling this on the brew the whole week, and really the week prior, as last week's chaos played into the story that is developing. However, the intensity is likely to culminate into this weekend as the actual conjunctions are made, and we'll feel big shifts of energy at work. Now, there are a few things to consider, first being that Mars is our action energy, like I was saying, and so whenever it touches down in conjunction with another planet, there is a new two-and-a-half-year cycle of motivation underway. So, you know, despite what we're in in the, the right now, there's a bigger, you know, cycle that is being uh seated at this time. So we are beginning new goals, you know, around financial and work cycles with this Mars exalted in the societal earth energies of Capricorn. Um, And we see that. We know that this is a big consideration right now uh, is, you know, how am I going to get money? Where's my work going? Uh, How, uh, what's the economy doing? You know, and this is that, this is big news. And this is a seeding moment for this. Now, this may start off a little rough at first, especially as we know that this is most, you know, the most challenging component to the virus pandemic uh, is that lack of work and the economy taking a hit. Uh, And this issue is going to become very apparent as these conjunctions touch down, uh, as we feel, you know, the pared down abundance of Jupiter and Capricorn, because Jupiter and Capricorn is in its fall there. And we always have market trouble when Jupiter's in Capricorn. It's like clockwork. And so those destructive energies of Pluto that are also seeding with Mars are bringing deep changes to the forefront as well. You know, so pair those two together and you can see exactly where we're at. And chances are we are going to see more government response to this issue, you know, being in Capricorn and all. And the connection with Jupiter may tie into new legislation around financial aid that addresses this crisis. And I've already seen uh, that be taking place. And in fact, it's interesting to see Mars's journey, uh, you know, kind of up until these conjunctions. Because, you know, first it entered Capricorn, entrined Uranus, and squared Chiron simultaneously, which to me really brings up the surprise of this global epidemic that is causing upheaval uh, and pain for so many, you know, so many. And at the same time, Mars activated the solar eclipse point from December 25th, uh, and where the virus began to spread, uh, you know, and be televised only a few days after that eclipse. So here we see Mars coming around to activate that story. And now as I'm writing this, we have Mars sextiling Neptune, which is helping to spread the disease. And voila, we reach the conjunctions where a new cycle is now underway, given these new worldly conditions. So you can see the precursors of Mars's activity since it entered Capricorn in that sensitive solar eclipse space. 
And now Mars will sextile Chiron uh, and square Uranus on April 7th and 8th. So, you know, once it moves into Aquarius. So we are going to see breakthrough uh, in movement in the agenda for sure by then at our next full moon, nonetheless. You know, it's how interesting that it's at a full moon. But hang in there, you know, hang in there because this story is unfolding. Now, on a personal note, this weekend, you know, get in touch with where you want to prioritize your time and energy going forth. Um, you know, now that we have the time to even think about these things, because, you know, we can make significant life changes that enrich us in the future. Yet first, we might have to pare down before we expand once more, which is definitely a piece of advice that I've been giving for Jupiter being in Capricorn uh, since it ingressed there back in December. So the bottom line for this this Friday and all this Mars energy um, is that we actually are still floating in space to some, you know, it's floating in space to some degree as the moon continues to move through Aquarius with very little lunar connections at play. And so we may be more in a bird's eye view space where we are getting a bigger picture around where our lives are headed. And as Mars conjuncts Jupiter, we are ready to embrace the next cycle of growth or feeling that we have, you know, we have no choice but to get there. So take Take your time today and rise above it all because Aquarius sees, you know, up above. So, because that distance may give you just the perspective you've been looking for this whole time. Now, on Saturday, the moon is now in Pisces and she'll make a conjunction to Mercury and a sextile to Uranus. Um, so, also, okay, so if those shifts weren't enough. Now we have Saturn ingressing into Aquarius on Saturday. Uh, and we also have Mercury sextiling Uranus um, and trining the North Node. And so let's talk about Saturn ingressing into Aquarius first, which happens at 8.58 p.m. on Saturday, Pacific time. Um, and there's so much to say. Okay, so, so here we are in the midst of a new Aries cycle. Two Mars conjunctions, and now Saturn starts a fresh new energy cycle itself by moving into the fixed airs of Aquarius. Now, this is going to shift things in many regards, as Saturn's energy will feel less dense and material, you know, while it's been in Capricorn, yet head to the social and scientific realms of Aquarius. So let's just say this whole week is going to feel like we have crossed into a new era, as if the decade has really just begun now. And there's so much to say about this ingress and too much to put in this segment here. So I do plan to do a more lengthy podcast around this ingress in the, new, in the near future. Yet we can already see the effects of this move with the touring, um, you know, okay. So we can already see the effects of this move uh, as it moves into the daytime domicile of Aquarius, right? Uh, and what that's going to look like because Aquarius rules the social connections of the populace, right? And we may be viewing um, an ongoing theme here of more distance in the public body and um, where there will be increasingly more structural elements set up around maybe telecommunications um, and connecting via the internet or technology rather than the, you know, in-person gatherings. Or this might be the first wave of that. And we may also see a bigger plan around the scientific community, especially in response with the virus, as they seek out to find, you know, innovative solutions to these growing problems we are facing. Because um, I know people are looking for a vaccine for these such a type of things, and this may be where this, um, you know, agenda is elevated. 
Now, we are going to get a taste of this ingress until July 1st, because uh, July 1st, Saturn is going to retrograde back into Capricorn again and not officially move into Aquarius until December 16th, which is when Jupiter also moves into Aquarius and then they meet in a grand conjunction just before the end of the year. So we won't see the true momentum of, you know, Saturn and Aquarius until 2021, yet we will be getting plenty of insights into all the precursors from now until the end of June. And Saturn won't officially leave Aquarius until March 2023. So we have plenty of time to get to know these upcoming energies. Now, also of note, we have Mercury sextile Uranus and trining the North Node. And so, you know, Mercury, this is our messenger. This is where information comes in. We're learning something. We're communicating. We're perceiving. And the newsreel is rolling. Uh, And the sextile is a flow. It's an opportunity. It opens a door. Um, But we have to, you know open it. <laughs> it is, it's not, I guess you can think of a, a, you can think of a trine as one of those doors you walk up to and it just opens and you go through. And a sextile is one where you actually have to reach your hand out and open that darn door. <laughs> and so where are we opening the door? And that's Uranus. And Uranus is trying to wake us up. We need to do things differently. It's going. It might bring some sort of little surprise or a little shakeup or where we're, you know, kind of rattled outside of our comfort zone uh, because it's trying to liberate or free up some stuck energy. And of course, we know uh, the trining into the North Node and just the nodes in general. This is a destiny uh, kind of turning point type of moment. So now, technically, this aspect perfects early Sunday morning, but since the moon cycle is playing into, um, you know, playing into this aspect on Saturday, I figured I'd just put this segment here. And especially as Mercury is also trining the North Node today, too. So it trines the North Node, then it makes the sextile to Uranus. Um, And so this is in our first rodeo with Mercury and Pisces, sextiling Uranus and Taurus, as we had two, you know, two um, passes of this occurrence uh, during the lead up uh, to the retrograde cycle on February 5th, and then while Mercury was retrograde on February 28th. So if you journal, take a look back to February 5th, and February 28th, because those dates, um, you know, you're going to see what was going on in your life. And there's a good chance uh, that, you know, <laughs> that you'll get a little insight to what, what's going on with this picture. And so we, you know, chances are we're going to receive word uh, regardless of its, if it's outside of us or an intuition that comes within, you know, because this is Mercury and Pisces, around where life is changing and what we need to free up and approach differently. And so our minds have the opportunity for breakthrough, and whatever comes in today is likely to stir the pot a bit. Yet it does so, you know, so we can break old patterns or get to the intuitive clues we need to reinvent ourselves in some way and experience a breakthrough. And so expect to hear the unexpected or possibly the expected, but now it's just here, right? Because, you know, we've been waiting for this. And especially as this is the third pass and it's trining the North Node simultaneously. Destiny is sending messages today and to provide, you know, the breadcrumbs towards the soul's next direction. So pay attention to what comes in as this is an aspect um, that is likely helping to set the scene for the Mars-Jupiter conjunction from the day prior and where our action energy is headed towards a growth spurt. So all this stuff really ties in together in a really complex um, but so appropriate story. 
So here we have the bottom line for Saturday, is that the detachment of the Aquarius cycle gives way to the immersion of Pisces energy. And we may feel plunged into the waters uh, in feelings more, you know, and feeling more emotionally connected, right? Because we are out of that Aquarius detachment and in those Pisces waters. And so this is a day of many communications, probably, um, with that conjunction to Mercury, or at least internal understandings that are coming down to move the story along. And it can feel like a bit of a surprising day as we may not know what comes in, Uh, yet either way we are emotionally leveling up and feeling into the flow of shifts, uh, you know, that are now underway. So strategize ways to move on with life and embrace the new chapter that is now birthing. Now, on Sunday, we have the moon in Pisces, and she'll sextile Venus and conjunct Neptune on the very day that we have Venus sextiling Neptune. <laughs> um, so let's talk about that. So Venus, she's our relationship planet. She's where we open up, what we attract in, how we balance and harmonize ourselves, you know, when we tap into what we value, and also as a creative force. And once again, we have another sextile. So it's an opportunity. We're opening a door. We're working with something. And that's with Neptune. And Neptune is that spiritual inspiration. Uh, It's that, you know, that dreamlike energy, but it's also a point where, you know, things might be a little diffused or a little confused or a little dissolved, um, or, you know, we feel that the boundaries of things are starting to blur. Uh, And so despite some of the problems we've been having with the virus and Neptune energy as of late, I think Venus making an opportunistic flow with this inspirational force will make for an enjoyable and creative, you know, Sunday if we allow it. And you may have no other desire than, you know, to kind of kick back and and escape into a good book or a good meal or a good movie. And if you work with artistic mediums uh, or anything that requires kind of our artistic bent, this is an excellent time to receive this creative flow and work on some endeavors you may have. If you have the energy to do anything at all, because that might be a reality where you just want to chill. And we may be feeling rather romantic and sensual at this time, too, which actually made me laugh because I saw a meme the other day saying that uh, as we are holed up in our houses during this virus epidemic, that there's going to be a boom of babies that we can call the coronials. And so I had a good laugh at that. That was pretty funny. Um, But Mars is conjuncting Pluto today, too. Remember that, as I covered that earlier. Um, So, you know, if there are relationships that are going through changes, this is a day where, you know, we can be softer at heart and more empathetic to another, no matter what is going, you know, what we're going through. Because hearts are merging and the desire to remove boundaries leads us to meaningful connections. So the bottom line for Sunday is, is that the Mars-Pluto conjunction perfects today, so there can be an underlying pulse of intense energy at play, yet I think we are more likely to give into the sweetness of Venus and the escape of Neptune for the majority of this period. Now, take this day to rest or do something that lights up the heart, for we can't live in intensity all the time. We all need a break, and this is the perfect day to let go and let it flow, for wherever you end up may bring you a dose of practical inspiration that can be put to good use. 
So to wrap up this <laughs> crazy week, um, you know, this week is not messing around when it comes to the astrological energies at play. New cycles are underway and we will experience these tectonic forces begin to shift us internally and externally. And the whole world will be feeling this pivot. And luckily we are in the dark cycle of the moon. So we can take it all in and find fruitful introspection. For when you are aligned on the inside, the growth spurt that is on the horizon will be rooted in a promising foundation that you can continue to build on from this moment out. All right, so now let's take a look at the cards because they always add a little something something. And you can see that this episode is already running long as there's so much to talk about. But oh my goodness, the cards I drew this week seemed... Right on point. So I drew the tower as the focus and the lust or strength card as the grounding. Now, with the tower as the focus, and I'm sure you, if you know anything about tarot, one card you know is the tower. And so you can bet this is going to be a week that shakes things up a bit. Traditionally, the major, you know, this is the major arcana card that's associated with Mars. And it seems all too fitting to see the tower on the week that Mars starts two new cycles with Jupiter and Pluto. Uh, especially Pluto. Well, both of them, I mean, and together. And this week is likely to have some level of volatility, which is not as surprising given the current world we are working with. Yet volatility and destruction are not always a bad thing, as this disruptive force can clear the ground for something new to be built. A lot of times this force comes with a dose of enlightenment and where we can be freed from the prisons of our own making, which seems very Uranus too. And so foundations are continuing to crack, and there may be sudden influences on the scene that reinforce what is breaking down. Now, the star is on the other side of this card, though, because it follows in succession in the major arcana. So feel into the inspiration that can come from a clean slate. And this would be an excellent week to do some root chakra work, given that we are in a climate that is challenging our sense of security and groundedness. So making time to clear your inner foundation will bring a sense of safety and perspective. Now, with the lust or strength card as the grounding, part of getting through this potentially tumultuous time is to embody a sense of courage, regardless of what it is you encounter. Now, there can be disruptions outside and within that are calling on our reserves to keep calm and carry on. And we can't let the ego get the best of us in, you know, in a fight-or-flight response. Yet we also have to stay rooted in the passions of the heart to keep us on the right course no matter what influences test us along the way. So resist the temptation to get pulled into things that you know are not good for you. Yet when the heart lights up around something that is absolutely right, you may have to do some rearranging with the tower in order to see that through. Now, last but certainly not least, this show is brought to you by this week's animal ambassador, the swan. Our beautiful feathered friend is here to tell us that this week we must take on a sense of grace and do our best to appreciate the beauty that resides in our inner and outer worlds. And I think this comes as a suggestion, given all the fear and panic that is going on. When those mechanisms are in play, it can be hard to see all that is good and beautiful in the world. Given that many of us are slowing down right now due to the current pandemic, this would be a great time to re-engage yourself with the beauty of simplicity. 
You know, look at the night stars. Stop and smell the roses and appreciate the stunning intricacies that make, you know, up this amazing planet. And most of all, you know, hold yourself with impressive poise of, you know, it takes poise to have grace and you'll be able to get through whatever life throws at you this week or any week. And there is an innocence and a purity that comes through when operating from this place and a softening of the self that aligns with that which is so rich in life. So, you know, think of the swan this week uh, and embrace that just beautiful, graceful energy because I think we could all use a dose of that right now. So that being said, that brings me to my last little kind of piece of advice, you know, my Ask Mel piece of advice around uh, this um this, this, <laughs> you know, I don't have to have a name for it. We know what's going on. And so now my piece of advice, given what is currently going on, is to recognize the cycle we are in and know that there are deep changes in humanity that are taking place. And the Saturn-Pluto conjunction is playing into that heaviness that has continually unfolded since January. And then the Jupiter-Neptune cycle, you know, sextile, that I think, you know, I think helped to spread this disease, uh, it, you know, and it's impressive spectacle. Because that's the thing, too, is Neptune brings a spectacle. That's why it's, a lot of times it's associated with sporting events. Because what we're looking at with Neptune is a spectacle. And we're seeing that especially economically as Jupiter sextiles Neptune. And so that's getting ramped up right now by Mars, um, you know, uh, sextiling Neptune, conjuncting Jupiter, conjuncting you know, Pluto. Um, And really, Mars is a separating force. So separation uh, is kind of reigning supreme right now. And so fear is in the air and panic is in full bloom. And sometimes we absolutely have every reason to be in that state. But we also have to realize that we can't live there. This will only decrease our immune abilities and our ability to find joy and peace in life, which Venus and Taurus can help us with a little this week, especially on Sunday. And we do have some hard times ahead, you know, because we have to be real here. Uh, And we will feel the impact of this further rooting down, uh, you know, this week. Yet with the darkness, you know, because we feel the darkness, the sun will always return. And that is just what the equinox brings, you know. The equinox brings us an increase in light. And the very basic foundation of this virus— right, is that it survives in the cold, and we are waxing towards the heat and the light. And if we are thinking about social distancing and fear tactics, these two are also cold. So embrace the heart as there is warmth there that will melt all of this down to a manageable crisis if we stay open and empathetic to those having a harder time. So don't take more than you need, especially if you are of the age and the immune system that doesn't require such extremes. Reach out, connect with others, even if it's through the shield of the internet or your telephone. Stay connected, calm, and hopeful. Because there is always chaos before improved stability can reign. So navigate this time thoughtfully and balance your own needs with that of others. Because we will all get through this, I promise. And just as a reminder, uh, that airy season episode with Jack Marsh uh, pre-launched earlier this week on Friday, and so it is up for your listening pleasure if you haven't gotten there yet. Well, everyone, I am wishing you a a wonderful week. Even though we are going through a lot, you know, a positive attitude can mean the world. So thank you so much for being a patron of my work, and as always, may the stars 
be with you. Mm-hmm.